0: You could say, well, you know, it's been paganized, and there's a lot of different things that have gone on, but it is the it is a day in which mankind has has set aside uh, a time to recognize the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and it was really pleasing to hear the president on uh, I think it was Thursday the last time I listened listened to him. Yeah, he said he said, hey, Good Friday is tomorrow, and he says, you know the Christians across the nation uh, this weekend will be celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And it was it was really cool to hear the commander-in-chief. It was really cool to hear your commander-in-chief, right, our, our president, right, say, not only did he say Easter and not only did he, you know, did he, he didn't sanitize it, I guess you could say, in such a way that so many politicians do, and I'm not saying he's free from that I'm just saying in this address is that he just said, "Hey, listen that Christians all across the United States are going to be celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ and it was it was really good to hear that and and I thought it was an amazing thing and so you know there's a lot of people out there that you know I've even heard some say that you know Easter is cancelled or resur- you know uh, the the celebration, and somebody say, "Well, you know the term Easter, you don't want to use it, okay, listen, let's not get caught up on all that stuff, okay you know all those things are you know probably pretty true, but don't let don't spend so much time on those things that you miss the tremendous opportunity in which there's going to be plenty of people that. You know, you drive by people's homes and things like that that they have signs in their in their yards to say He is risen, and that and that uh, I've seen cars painted with uh, He is risen on them, and and uh, you know on their windows and, or not their, yeah on their windows on their side windows and everything. And so, it is very much a time in which mankind is open and receptive to, and a collective amount of people. Are acknowledging the fact that Jesus Christ was crucified uh, for the sins of mankind and and for uh, forgiveness of sins and for entrance into the kingdom and obviously there's a lot of people out there that don't understand even what it means you know but that's okay this is the time in which for those that do understand it's a time in which we get to share the gospel message of Jesus Christ, and I, I just don't want us to to forget that. I also don't want us to forget the fact that uh, how powerful it is that uh, what Jesus has done in our lives. And so, I want to read. I want to start in 1 Corinthians chapter fifteen. That's where I'd like to start because I think it for me it's going to set the tone. Drop them a oh, sorry. Does that work? Those ones or these ones? 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Verse in verse seventeen. Now I'm breaking in, in in verse seventeen, and it is. But it's good scripture, it's nonetheless, and it's it's a uh, dissertation, I guess would be the best way to put it that, that Paul is is writing, and and so we know that that First Corinthians um, fifteen is, is is a big chapter. There's a lot of things covered in First Corinthians chapter fifteen. This is one such scripture. But when you talk about is there no resurrection? Was there no... You know, some people think there weren't, you know, in that time, and they had issues with this, and how important was it, how significant... You know, it's really interesting how short of a period that goes by that people begin to forget the importance and significance of things. And sometimes we're... I'm amazed by how how quick mankind forgets things. But anyways, verse 17... 17 and verse 16, it says, For if the dead are not raised... Not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is worthless, you are still in your sins. You know, and for me, that's that sets the tone for me, right, for today. And the importance of of the resurrection of Jesus Christ and the resurrection of our Lord and Savior is that if He doesn't if if we question those things and if we don't understand the most basic principle. Look, the foundation of our faith is the fact that there is an empty tomb where they laid our Lord and Savior. He conquered death. He bore our sins and was resurrected. If, you know, for, if you're a Christian, you, you must understand that without that significant day in history, Jesus is merely just a prophet. He's not this Messiah. But when he goes into that grave and comes out and is resurrected and takes his new form and, 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 and ultimately ascends to, to be with the father obviously it's not complete yet because he comes back and, and restores everything but you look at that and you go well without that brethren we you know we have no hope and so it says for as it says there and if christ has not been raised your faith is worthless and you're still in your sins Over in Matthew chapter 27, 27. Matthew 27. Now, we know that Jesus was betrayed by Judas Iscariot. Um, oh, chapter 27, we'll pick up in verse 11. verse 11. Yeah, we'll pick up in verse 11. And before we get there, I'm not going to read that yet, but we know that Jesus was, was ultimately, he was betrayed by Judas Iscariot. He was delivered over to uh, his people. Now, this is at this point, I, I want to just brief interjection from a historical standpoint if you ever wanted to know of a good book to read or if you're an audiobook person I would highly recommend Bill O'Reilly The Killing of Jesus if if you and and you go what do you mean it, it is not it is not a, a religious based book but I'm going to tell you right now everything that they did to crucify Jesus was illegal strictly and, 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 and Bill O'Reilly covers that really, really well. It's, it's, it's something that you guys could, you could read or listen to outside of, you know, I, I look at it as an additional resource if you wanted, but man, I tell you what, it's powerful and it's, it's pretty amazing. He covers it from a historical standpoint and it is not, it is not a doctrinal based or anything like that. So you're not going to walk away going, ah, today, no, I'm a Jew. You know what i mean you 're not going you 're not going to be converted to Judaism or anything like that but but it is something that I would highly highly recommend it 's a great book. he really covers things and so what you what you get from him and and when you start looking at jesus' uh his trial and his conviction and everything that goes along and the reason Pontius Pilate wanted to wash his hands and didn 't want to have anything to do with this is because they did all this. It was it was an illegal court and illegal proceedings in an illegal area uh, done in an illegal fashion. All for the sake of you and me. It was monumental. And so you need to go back and, and, and read those things and look at those things. So in verse 11 it says, Now Jesus stood before the governor and the governor questioned him, saying, Are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus said to him, It is as you say. And while he was being accused by the chief priests and the elders, he did not answer. Then Pilate said to him, Do you hear how many of these things they testify against you? And he did not answer him with regard to even a single charge. So the governor was quite amazed. Now at the feast of the governor was accustomed to release for the people any one prisoner whom they wanted. At that time, they were holding a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. So when the people gathered together, Pilate said to them, Whom do you want me to release to you, Barabbas or Jesus, who is called Christ? For he knew that because of envy they had handed him over. While he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent him a message, saying, Having nothing to do with that righteous man, for last night I suffered greatly in a dream because of him. But the chief priests and the elders persuaded the crowds to ask for Barabbas, and to put Jesus to death, but the governor said to them, "Which of which the two do you want me to release to you?" And they said, Barabbas. Pilate said to them, "Then what shall I do with Jesus, whom is called who is called Christ?" They all said, "Crucify him." And he said, "Why? What evil has he done?" But they kept shouting all the more, saying, "Crucify him." When Pilate saw that he was accomplishing nothing, but rather a riot was starting he took water and washed his hands in front of the crowd, saying, I am innocent of this man's blood. See to that yourselves. And all the people said, His blood shall be on us and on our children. Then he released Barabbas for them. But after having Jesus scourged, he handed him over to be crucified. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the praetorium and gathered the whole Roman cohort around him. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him, and after twisting together a crown of thorns, they put it on his head and a reed in his hand, and they knelt down before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of Jews! They spat on him, they took the reed, and began to beat him on his head. After they had mocked him, they took the scarlet robe off of him and put his own garments back on him and led him away to crucify him. As they were coming out, they found a man of Cyrene named Simon, whom they pressed into service to bear his cross. And they were, and they came to the place called Golgotha, which means place of skull. They gave him wine to drink mixed with gall, and after tasting it, he was unwilling to drink. And when they had crucified him, they divided up his garments among themselves by casting lots. And sitting down, they began to keep watch over him there. And above his head, they put up the charge against him, which read, This is Jesus, the king of the Jews. At that time, two robbers were crucified with him, one on the right and one on the left. And those passing by were hurling abuse at him, wagging their heads and saying, you are going to destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days. Save yourself. If you're the son of God, come down from the cross. In the same way, the chief priests also, along with the scribes and elders, were mocking him saying, he saved others. He cannot save himself. He is the king of Israel. Let him now come down from the cross, and he will believe, and we will believe in him. He trusts in God. Let God rescue him now if he delights in him, for he said, I am the Son of God. The robbers who had been crucified with him were also insulting him in the same words. <clears throat> now from the sixth hour darkness fell upon the land, and, and until the ninth. About the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, Lama Samantha, that is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And some of those who were standing there, when they heard it, began saying, The man is calling for Elijah. Immediately one of them ran, and taking a sponge, he filled it with sour wine, and put it on a reed, and gave him a drink. But the rest of them said, Let us see whether Elijah will come to save him. And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. And behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth shook and the rocks split, the tombs were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the tombs after his resurrection, they entered the holy city and appeared to many. Now the centurion and those who were with him keeping guard over Jesus, when they saw that The earthquake and the things that were happening became very frightened and said, Truly this is the Son of God. Many women were looking from a distance who had followed Jesus from Galilee while ministering to him. Among them was Mary Magdalene and Mary, mother of James and Joseph, the mother of the sons of Zebedee. When it was evening, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph who himself had also become a disciple of Jesus. This man went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus, and then Pilate ordered it to be given to him. And Joseph took the body and wrapped it in clean uh, clean linen cloth and laid it in his own tomb, which he had hewn out in the rock, and rolled a large stone against the entrance, and the tomb went away. And Mary Magdalene was there, and the other Mary, sitting opposite the grave, Now on the next day, the day after the preparation, the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered together with Pilate and said, Sir, we remember that when he was still alive, that deceiver said, After three days, I am to rise again. Therefore, give orders for the grave to be made secure until the third day. Otherwise, his disciples may come and steal him away and say to the people, He has risen from the dead, and the last deception will be worse than the first. Pilate said to them, "You, you have your guard. Go and make it as secure as you know how." And they went and made the grave secure, along with the guard, and they set the steel on the stone. And so, you know, I, when you, when you talk about the resurrection of Jesus Christ and how fundamental it is and how essential it is in our faith, uh, it, everything that we do is based upon that fact and sometimes you know i found myself you know looking at these scriptures and it's like this may be for for a lot of people and even christians and even even faithful members of the church this may be the only time of the year that you read (laughs) in total in totality the death burial and resurrection of jesus christ you know because there's so many other things to study in the bible right i mean a lot of stuff and so we can find ourselves looking at those things and and so, I, you know, when I was looking at this, and every year you look at it, you're like, you know what, it's, it's good to sit back and just reflect upon it and read those things. Now, I will tell you guys, the, I got and, and there's a, another uh, a fact in here for you guys, is that I do also recommend, uh, I said the, the book on, on Jesus and Bill O'Reilly, and uh, the other thing that, that I recommend is, is watching The Passion of the Christ. Now, is it 100% accurate? No. But, boy, I tell you what, it sure does give you a good representation of what your Lord and Savior went through for you and me. I do recommend that. And so, in John chapter 20, now we just read about his death, burial, and and now we're going to look at a couple things, a couple scriptures here in John chapter 20, and we'll go back to Matthew 28, but in verse 1 of John chapter 20, it says, Now, on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came early to the tomb while it was still dark and saw the stone already taken away from the tomb. Now, some of you, and there's a lot of you that have participated in things like this in the past, and but that is why we're meeting early today. You go, what do you mean? You know, we don't have to. Okay, you're right. We don't have to. It's not required. You're right. It's not required. But I tell you what, one day a year, we get the opportunity to wake up early and symbolically fall the same line that that as Mary Magdalene, they go to the tomb. As it says here, it was still dark and they saw the stone already taken away from the tomb. So she ran and came to Simon Peter and to the other disciples whom Jesus loved and said to them they have taken away the Lord out of the tomb and we do not know where they laid him so Peter and the other disciples went forth and they were going to the tomb and the two were running together the disciples ran ahead as fa- faster than Peter to the tomb first so they went to the tomb it's empty back in Matthew chapter 28 I'll go back and read that real quick I'll just if you guys don't want to turn there that's, that's fine I'll read it is a continuation of what we were just reading. In, yeah, verse 1 of Matthew 28 says, Now after the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to look at the grave. And behold, a severe earthquake had occurred, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven, it came and rolled the stone away and sat upon it. And his appearance was like lightning, and his clothing as white as snow. The guards shook for fear and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, "Do not be afraid, for I know that you're looking for Jesus, who has been crucified. He is not here, for he has risen, just as he said. Come see this place where he was lying." The tomb was empty. They came, they came early in the morning. Hence the reason for sunrise service, right? For us to begin our day, uh, for, for a lot of us, this is the first thing, literally, besides brushing our teeth and br- <laughs> and combing our hair, this is the first thing we've done. And maybe getting a cup of coffee, right? It is the first thing that we've done. And so we have set aside this day uh, to remember so as you go through the rest of your day, I know we're we're living in a a very quarantined and self isolated life. Today is different. It's not a normal Sunday. The last four Sundays haven't been normal, but we cannot allow these times to distract us and lose sight of what this day represents and what we do uh, what we do in our service. Step. Listen. If this isn't the day for some to celebrate Jesus Christ, then when do they do it there this may be the only time that you all hey today you you all may may do other like FaceTime calls and all these other kind of things with your families and things like that you know you're given the opportunity for those I mean you already believe in the Lord obviously cuz you wouldn't be on the phone call right now right so you're given the opportunity to share that gospel message with some folks that maybe otherwise wouldn't hear it and 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 remind people of how significant how important it was and, and what it represents in John chapter 11 In, in verse 21 it says martha then said to jesus lord if you had been here my brother would not have died that's john chapter 11 verse 20, 21 and verse 22 it says even now i know whatever you ask of god god will give you jesus said to her your brother will rise again Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even if he dies. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God. And even, it says, even he who comes into the world when she said this, she went away and called Mary's sister secretly. The teacher is here, calling for you. And so, you know, obviously the most important thing there that that he says is that I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me lives, even even if he dies. Our life is is in Christ Jesus, in his his sacrifice and his. His death, burial, and resurrection, what it represents, brethren, as horrific as it was and as painful as it is for us to read it and see it, is a source of life. Not the not the life. You know, I think back to, you know, all the people that they were mocking Jesus when he was on the cross. He says, look, he can't even save himself. And ironically, he wasn't trying to save. him. That's what they didn't understand. He wasn't trying to save himself. He was trying to save us. He was trying, the, his, his, his objective was bigger than saving his own flesh. His objective was far, far more important than the preservation of his own life. See, you and I in our flesh nature, boy, we'll do almost anything to preserve our life. And believe me, I'm no different than you. I, I'm not looking to die and I'm not looking to, to go out as a martyr. Believe me. And our flesh is really, really important and, and it's hard for mankind to wrap their minds around it because we're so carnal, we're so physical we don't understand that our that our Lord and Savior says, "Hey this flesh it's not the most important thing. I'm offering up this flesh to inaugurate a new way and you know the thing that 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 when Jesus was on the cross when, when he said, "My God, my God, you have forsaken me," and, you know you look at that and you go, it wasn't the beatings were the beatings horrible? were they horrific? Yes." scourging, absolutely the flogging yes absolutely all of that is too much for you and i to bear without a question but that was just the physical side of things the fact that he was separated from his heavenly father for a brief moment in time because he became sin on our behalf he bore our sins For the first time ever, the Son of God was separated from His Heavenly Father. In Romans chapter 6, in verse 1, He says, What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin so that grace may increase? That's how we think about it, right? It says, may it never be! How shall we who died to sin still live in it? Or do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus have been baptized into his death? Therefore, we have been buried with him through baptism into death, so that as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. For if we become united with him in the likeness of his death, certainly we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection knowing this that our old self was crucified with him in order that our body of sin might be done away with so that we would no longer be slaves to sin for he who has died is freed from sin now if we have died with christ we believe that we shall also live with him knowing that christ having been raised from the dead is never to die again death no longer is master over him for the death that he died he died to sin once for all but the life that he lives he lives to God even so consider yourselves to be dead to sin but alive to God in Christ Jesus without Christ we don't know God and as I started this this whole sermon and this whole message off hey 1 Corinthians 15 tells us look without the resurrection of Jesus Christ we're still in our sins we're, we're hopeless at that point. Mankind is hopeless without the need, without the, the, the eternal sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And what he represents, he represents for us, brethren, a path to salvation. You look at it as we're talking about in Romans chapter 6 about baptism, the essentialness and, and, and the, the primary reason behind it. It gives us a newness of life. But that newness of life was inaugurated in the flesh of Jesus Christ. He came down and established that. That's how you and I, that's how modern day Christians, that's how we symbolically follow our Lord and Savior. That's how we crucify our flesh. The first step that we do is in baptism. We say, I believe that it is the first act is faith. And then from there, the first act of faith, if you will, is baptism. Where we put that old man in that water and raise a new man or new woman to come out of that water to walk in a newness of life. But the fact that we have the opportunity to have a new life, for our sins to be forgiven, for our certificate of debt, as the scripture says in another place, to be canceled is amazing. And first, 1st Peter chapter 2 First Peter chapter 2 First, first Peter chapter 2 No, 1st Peter chapter 2 Oh, 1st Peter. Yes. In 1 Peter chapter 2, in verse 21. 21. Yeah, 21, verse 21. It says, For you have been called for this purpose, since Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example for you to follow in his steps, who committed no sin, nor was any deceit found in his mouth. And while being reviled, he did not revile in return. While suffering, he uttered no threats. But kept entrusting himself to him who judges righteously. And he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. For by his wounds you were healed. For you were continually strained like sheep, but now you have returned to the shepherd and guardian of your souls. I love that in verse 24 it says, He himself bore our sins in his body, on the cross. and I love this. This is why we live the way we live, right? Because it says, so that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. And for by his wounds, we were healed. Mm-hmm. You know, you think about today and what it represents and that you spend time with our families, hopefully, and, and you know, please... <laughs> Yeah, and uh, the reality of it is, is you got to spend time with your immediate family. You don't really have a choice right now. (laughs) But, um, you know, as we get the opportunity, you know, sit back and reflect about the sacrifice of Jesus Christ and what it represents to you, and that there is an empty tomb there, that because of that empty tomb that you and I get the opportunity— there's no distinction between Jew or Greek. He doesn't care what we look like, doesn't care from what side of tracks we come from, doesn't care what side of town we come from, doesn't doesn't care about the, the color of our skin or or how tall or how fat or how short or or any of those kind of things. None of those things are the qualifying markers of of, of a servant of Christ. And and and, and God says, you know, his son came down and, and and created this this opportunity for us, this great equalizer in Jesus Christ and his salvation says listen he you know he God judges man by the content and character as you know of their heart you know he looks at he looks at the heart and the individual, and so he sets those things up in Colossians chapter two. I know I gotta be getting close to being done, my coffee's starting to get cold on me. <coughs> what is that sign? Somebody's a birdie. birds and... <coughs> oh, I see you. some somebody took it to the next level. They're actually outside today. I think that's I think that's great. We can. We can. It's actually very, very neat sounding. Yeah. Love it. I think that's great. Okay. In Colossians chapter 2, in verse 8, it says, See to it that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deception, according to the tradition of men according to the elementary principles of the world, rather than according to Christ. For in him all the fullness of deity dwells in bodily form, and in him you have been made complete, and he is a head over all rule and authority. And in him you are also circumcised with a circumcision made without hands, in the removal of the body of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ having been buried with him in baptism in which you were raised up with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. When you were dead in your transgressions and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he made you alive together with him, having forgiven us all our transgressions. And having canceled out the certificate of debt consisting of decrees against us, which was hostile to us, he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross." When he, dished, when he had disarmed rulers and authorities, he made a public display of them, having triumphed over them through him. Therefore, no one is to act as your judge in regard to food or drink or respect a festival or new moon or Sabbath day. Things which are a mere shadow of what is to come, but the substance belongs to Christ. The important part, brethren, there is, is that, as it says there, having canceled out the certificate of debt, consisting of decrees against us. He's taken it out of the way and he nailed it to the cross. The cancellation of that debt is freely, you know, I think about it this way. Listen. Who hasn't been paying attention to the stimulus package that that you know, Congress and the president has put out. Right? everybody's paying attention to that, right? Um, not, not just not just the stimulus package. Uh, you know, you think about it this way. When there's a good deal on some groceries, right? Or there's, there's a good, uh, uh, just the, like a fire sale of something, right? Everybody's like running around. They're telling everybody about it. They're texting on their phones. They're like, hey, man, you won't believe this. There's, there's a great deal going on for, for this or that. Or, and we're, we're running around telling everybody about this great deal that's, 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 that's floating out there, right? And everybody's paying right now, paying attention to that stimulus package. You know, well, how much money am I am I gonna get? And then even if you're a small business owner, you know, if you're a sole proprietor or things like that, everybody's looking around. they going, hey, you know, what what's in it for me, right? You go, man, that's kind of a, that's kind of an amazing thing, right? Or what if somebody offered you and I, you know, for those of us or for those people out there that may have credit cards, right? Let's say, for instance, you had a ten thousand dollar credit card, and someone came to you and says, "Hey, I know this rich guy, and if you just go hang out with him for a little bit, and that's and I'm using this in a very light, light way, lighthearted way, he'll cancel your he'll cancel your debt for you. Well, what do I got to do? Right? Suddenly, we're interested in what do I got to do? Or this deal or the stimulus package, we're, we're paying attention. Why? Why are we paying attention to that kind of stuff? Because there's something in it for us, in there. Hmm. We're interested. Oh boy, you start talking about money, people start paying attention. Why don't we do the same thing when you read the scripture sometimes? You know, I wonder about that sometimes. You look at the scripture and it says, listen. God has given us an opportunity in which the decrees set for us, all the the certificate of death, that is a guarantee of mankind, it is an absolute guarantee of mankind. Every man dies. Not every man really lives. That's a famous quote, but that's another subject for another day. Every man dies. It could be the end of us, or it could be just the transition for mankind. As Christians and, and for the faithful, we put our faith in Jesus Christ. He cancels the he, he cancels a certificate of debt, and he nailed it to the cross. Can you imagine having $100,000 in debt, like credit card debt or something like that? Oh, man, you'd be up to your eyeballs, right? You'd be like, well, how am I going to get out of this? Well, can you imagine living a life where our the very existence here on earth is the epitome of your life? There's no future. There's no hereafter. Wait a minute. Every one of us, God's put it inside all of us. He set, as Ecclesiastes says, he set eternity into man's heart. In other words everybody knows at their core there's something after this life. This isn't the end. We go somewhere. Our soul goes somewhere. And Jesus Christ is the answer. The cancellation of the debt is freely available to anybody that would put their faith in Jesus Christ and begin to follow him. And it's a lifelong endeavor. It's a lifelong pursuit. There's plenty of milestones and things that we must do along the way. And it is a very fruitful and very enriching journey that he provides us. But we merely only walk in the footsteps of Jesus Christ. He inaugurated the way. He has created the path. He he has provided the light. And he is the one that is the answer for mankind. So as we close out this message, as I close out this message, take this opportunity today, speak of Jesus, speak of these things, reflect upon the scriptures that we talked about this morning and his sacrifice and what it represents. Just remember that because of him, you have life in eternity. And because of him, mankind has, all of mankind has the opportunity for life in eternity. And we have the, blessed, if we put our faith in him, we have the blessed opportunity and privilege to share that gospel message with whomever will listen. Whoever put, God puts in your path, both digitally, <laughs> right? A lot of digital paths that are being crossed right now, but also physically. Speak his, speak his, his death, burial, and resurrection and the empty tomb. Speak it with boldness, with clarity, And with absolute surety because our Lord and Savior came out of that grave and inaugurated a new way for all of us. Mm -hmm. We serve a big God. Love you all. We'll talk to you guys later, okay? You guys too.